The content of the Think Dementia podcast is based on the individual opinion and experiences of Amy House and should not be used as or in place of medical care. Think Dementia recommends you consult a physician if you have medical concerns for yourself or a loved one. This disclaimer also extends to any guests or content creators of the show. And now, let's think dementia. Hey everyone, this is Amy House with Think Dementia. And I have a great question for everybody today that we're going to break down and talk a little bit about. Yes. Why do some people get dementia and it hits them real fast and hard, and the other one goes on for years and it just stays the same? Thank you so much, Rodney, for your question. I think this is, um, yeah, it's a mystery in many ways, but I am going to talk about some of the science out there that has helped us understand how much time someone potentially has in different stages of this disease. And I know that there are a lot, there's a lot of research happening right now that talks about trying to figure out based on other lifestyle tips, other things that are going on with that person, such as their blood pressure or their cholesterol levels or their um, diabetes. Do they have any other comorbidities, which are other diseases that could be progressive and cause um, death. That's what comorbidity means. Um, And so do they have other diseases along with the disease that's causing their dementia that could be attributing to how this dementia will last in their body? And that is really coming a long way. There are definitely some studies that have happened, like on Lancet.com, we found that compared with people with Alzheimer's disease, the people who had frontal temporal lobe degeneration, they had the lowest mean age at death, which means, again, that their age at death was lower than people who were living with Alzheimer's disease, which makes sense because, again, that's a type of disease that usually affects the younger population. And people with vascular dementia did not show a significantly younger age at death. There's also some information out there by the National Institute of Health that says that women with dementia will live longer than men with dementia. That's just comparing men and women who have dementia over a period of time. They were looking into that and realizing that, yeah, women tend to last longer in this disease than men. Now, there's no answer to why that is, but It seems to be something that they've been able to show in different studies. Now, you are wondering, Rodney, how somebody can be really independent and at home for a long time and how other people can just really change very quickly. And I will say that a lot of that has to do with lifestyle. There are ways that you can slow the progression of dementia. There are studies out there that have shown slowing the progression of dementia, Now, again, this is still a fatal disease and a progressive disease. But if somebody can slow the progression by doing simple lifestyle changes and and just being the best that they can at, at taking care of their body. For example, Harvard talked a lot about how, you know, having at least one hour of exercise three times a week slowed the progression of dementia in their study. And when you look at just what helps us stay healthier When it comes to the brain and the body, it's the same thing that you hear about making sure you get regular exercise, 
Social engagement is a big one. If you have somebody who's living by themselves and they're alone most of the time, yeah, their dementia might come on pretty suddenly and really um, they really can change very quickly because they don't have that social engagement, that stimulation of discussions and friends and games and things that you do together. Social engagement is a big part of it. Healthy diet, they recommend, of course, the Mediterranean diet that is, you know, really looking at fish and healthy vegetables and nuts and fruit. Those are the diets that they recommend, very different from our American diet. Mental stimulation is also a really big indicator of how somebody can keep those abilities that they have longer. And so if the person is working on um, doing games, doing puzzles, engaged in educational opportunities, going to see that speaker at the local church, things that are engaging their brain to learn and their ability to problem solve is challenged, that is a way to slow the progression of the disease. A big one, number five on this list, is quality sleep. Obviously, you've probably all had a night that you didn't get very much sleep and how hard it is to think the next day. That can make a difference in whether or not that person with bad sleep all of a sudden is changing very quickly. Stress management is a big part of it. I think that goes for all of us, regardless of whether or not we have dementia. Stress affects the way our brain works. So again, if this person has a lot of anxiety or stress, you might see them change very quickly with their dementia journey versus somebody who is calm, level-headed, maybe practices in yoga or meditation or spends time in the garden, whatever it is that rejuvenates their brain and gives them that stress management, that might be why that person is able to live out on their own longer. And then a big connection to how your brain is going to do during your dementia journey has to do with your vascular health. If you have blood pressure that's in check, cholesterol that's in check, and um, other areas of the heart that are doing well and haven't had any heart troubles, that means that possibly you'll be able to, again, keep that independence longer because your brain and your body, they're just, they're being supported by a health vascular system. And that extra support really helps somebody, again, maintain independence longer where somebody who has a lot of vascular issues, has had heart attacks or heart disease, blood pressure that's out of control, et cetera, all those things might mean that their dementia really progresses quicker. Now, the last thing I want to talk about in this area of how come some people, it just seems to go so quickly, change so fast, and others, it seems to be that they are independent longer or that their disease lasts a very long time. Again, there's no magic calculator out there, but I did include some information in the show notes that you can look at. And one of the things that is important to think about is, is this person going to die from dementia? You know, it can be very, very hard to see somebody in those end stages of this disease and how this disease not only affects their mind, but their entire body. They lose weight. They can um, just no longer look like themselves, no longer have the ability to communicate. There's so much that goes on at the end of this disease that can be really devastating. And I would say that at some point during the journey, family might make a decision about whether or not to do a hip surgery or do a repair to a heart valve. Whatever it is, you have to think about, is this extending the life that they wanted? Or 
is this extending a life that they didn't want? And so just, I have an episode about that. It's called episode eight. And it says, what has changed about your perspectives on aging? And I talk a lot about how um, I feel about different opportunities out there for medical care and whether or not that's the right thing and the right approach for that person. It's a very personal choice and it's my job to support you no matter what you choose. When it comes to the length of this disease for some people, there could be other things that come up along the way that the person passes away from that can make it seem like, wow, that was such a short journey. For example, my grandpa with Alzheimer's, he ended up getting a bowel obstruction. Now, at the time, they did have him get the surgery to fix the bowel obstruction because at the time, the doctor felt very strongly that you have to do that for somebody. And although the family didn't know if that was the best thing to do, considering his state of mind, they went with the doctor's advice. Shortly after that, he fell out of the hospital bed, unable to remember that he shouldn't be up and walking on his own, and he broke his hip. And that is where they decided not to do hip surgery, to instead look at comfort care, and that is what he passed away from. My grandpa's journey may have lasted 10 years if something like that hadn't happened to him. And so instead, he just had that journey for about five years. Rodney, when you say, wow, you know, so-and-so started having memory issues, and then three years later, they were gone. And another person who started having memory issues, they've been around for 15 years. There are different things that can come up in someone's health that might decide that their body wants to be done sooner than their brain. Or it could be that they do pass away from dementia, which is a very long journey. While we're talking about this, Rodney, if you have any friends or family that are living with dementia, this is, again, a really important message about how early intervention can make a big difference in their ability to maintain their autonomy and independence longer. There are medications out there that do not slow the progression of the disease, like the disease is still happening in their brain, it's still going, but it gives them a boost of chemicals to help everything kind of connect as best as possible a little bit longer. And so early intervention when somebody has dementia is really key for them to having a lot longer of a period of time with independence because they can have that supportive network of friends and family, that social engagement I talked about. They might have everybody chipping in and spending time with them each day. They may have um, some friends say, hey, well, let's go walking together every day, or I want to start a gym membership with you. Something that's going to get them that regular exercise that, again, is going to promote a, a slower progression of that disease. And also maybe somebody says, hey, I'm going to look into the sleep thing or this healthy diet, or perhaps it's something going on with their stress level. And are you involved in any mental stimulation? Let's play cards every day. Whatever it is that that person might need in order to be supported and, and to slow the progression of the disease, I recommend that you get information out there quickly about, is this dementia? If it is, how can we all support this person? And that can make a huge difference in how long a person lives independently and how this disease can go differently for them rather than somebody who's isolated, not eating well, not sleeping well, having um, no social engagement, no mental stimulation. They might decline very quickly. This is all just 
new information and studies, and there's so many studies going on all the time that by the time this episode airs, they might have figured out a calculator that helps understand exactly what somebody is going to go through and how long they're going to be at each stage and how many years they have left. Those might be things that they can find by biomarkers in the future. And again, there's a lot of exciting research going on, but a lot of it goes back to just those real simple things like regular exercise, social engagement, healthy diet, mental stimulation, quality sleep, stress management, and vascular health. Think about that when you're meeting a friend who's living with dementia. Do they have those boxes checked off because we want them to be as independent as possible for as long as possible? Thank you, Rodney, for your question. And I hope that I was able to give you at least a little bit of information and start you off in a direction where you can continue to do more research. Again, this could all change by the time this episode airs, and that's the exciting thing about what's happening in the field of dementia when it comes to scientific research. They're looking at everything. They know it's an epidemic. They know this is just affecting so many people and their families and their care partners and their spouses that it is really um, something that's being researched and new information is coming out every day. Until next time, take care. Hey there, listeners. This is Amy House with Think Dementia. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you may realize now that During this dementia journey, you need to do more than just love someone. You need to learn how to adapt, and to do that, you have to think dementia. If you have found that helpful to listen to the podcast, please consider a monetary contribution. You can go and support the podcast by going to the website buymeacoffee.com backslash thinkdementia. 